Welcome to episode four of Source of Uncertainty. I'm Robert Standifer. And I'm Kyle Swisher. And we have a fantastic show for you today. Really excited about this. Yeah, number four. Number four. Every time we do this, we're going to say, can you believe we made it to... <laughs> we're going to get... Can you believe we made it to episode 173? Oh, we're going to be dead by then. <laughs> Climate change. So... Uh, <laughs> Lots of been lots of things have been going on since our last episode. Um, this episode's a little bit different. First off, we have two special guests, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I would like to know what you've been up to over the past month, Kyle. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, September has been pretty good. I'm uh, I'm on a tear. Like last month, I got a a two fifty nine complex waveform generator, and um, this month, my uh, buddy Bill Lines um, uh, got me or put together a, a 207 preamp uh, mixer. Nice. All you need is the 292. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. Like whoever said uh, <laughs> you, uh, you need more VCAs and you realize they were absolutely right. And you have me on record saying all you need is a 292, <laughs> which is uh, something. And I got, well, I haven't acquired anything new um i'm still playing around with the benjolin that a good friend loaned me um and it's a ton of fun but speaking of bill he's building two modules for me or no he has building one module for me the um northern light modular pull mixing filters in the h size so i'm looking forward to that because you know filtering is filters are pretty cool it's got all kinds of low pass and band pass and high pass and that'll be really fun and i'm looking forward to that because having a a single H module with like a blank panel is, is kind of depressing for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard to fill up. Um, and, oh, you know what? I also got some uh, banana cables from uh, Modular Attic. And um, yeah, big box of them. And they're, uh, they're pretty sweet. They're not too, they're kind of like the Goldilocks of uh, cables. They're not, not too <laughs> stiff on those connectors where you don't have to like worry about ripping out the whole banana jack with your uh, cable. So, do, do they have the same kind of plug as Pomona's where you can um, plug them in, stack them from the left? You know, it's like our Oh, yeah, from the side and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, um, cool. yeah, they feel a little bit different, like kind of not as like waxy, I guess, or glossy mm. on like the actual cable. They're like a little bit more. Um, rubbery have have kind of like more of a grip to them. They're they're yeah. nice. So. I like my um, modular addict uh, Eurorack, the stackable Eurorack cables. That I oh yeah, they I do those too. Pretty nice. Yeah, I like their stuff. Uh, what about the colors? Some, uh, they just need to do some tiny jacks, and we'll be. Oh able. my gosh! Yeah. yeah. How are the colors on those? Are they good colors? Yeah, they're good. They um, let's see. I got uh, black, blue, yellow, orange, red. And I think they have like purple, white, and kind of like a teal or something mm, like that. A, a full complement. Yeah, quite the uh, yeah. the bouquet. Yeah, the Buchla mm. cables. I have Buchla branded cables. I actually did get something new. I got some Buchla branded cables, and they they come in more of like the Easter palette, you know that. Yeah. Light valid. I I like it a lot. I like the light green and the light blue. Um, and I've I think i've seen like don't they like have like a neon green or something yeah. too kind of yeah. like got that like seahawks neon green and they're color coded by length so you know the the violet ones are i think 40 inches and the green ones are 
22 or 26. They, they have them in lengths that are different from the Pomona's also. Oh, interesting. Um, but we should save all that for the show episode about cables. That's going to be, that's going to be three hours long. It's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, quickly, I guess, uh, other module releases and stuff that are announcements and whatnot. Um, it's been a busy month, uh, with KnobCon and everything. Um, but something that didn't come out of KnobCon and we were like right on the cusp of talking about this last month because we had, uh, Wes Milhon on from 1979 and he had, um, it showed us this module, but he just uh, announced it about a week after we put out the episode, but it's his uh, uh, dual voltage controlled mixer. Yeah. That's cool. It, yeah. It's really sweet. It's um, uh, two independent four channel uh, mixers and um, they're in each channel has a, a VCA on it um, uh, or a CV controllable VCA. And, um yeah so like eight eight inputs with wow avcas is kind of sweet and then also yeah. the um kind of like the uh master mix out or whatever knob on it too that's cv controllable as well so it could be pretty useful for like sub mixers or like routing and effects and yeah. i don't know yeah it's got me thinking there's a yeah there's a lot of cool things that think i could come up with and i was talking with you about it earlier about like how it might be cool with like your 268 yep from keen um blending in all those those waveforms together and the module looks really cool too so hats off to wes for another great panel design i just it looks it's new and it's modern but it fits that bukla aesthetic yeah um, and, i like that i like it a lot yeah and i'm excited because i think this is the first um of his designs or you know that's not based off of something previous like the uh the mutable instruments ones right. that he's come out with but um but yeah that's for pre-order now it's only 600 bucks which is actually pretty sweet yeah that's cheap yeah i think that's like the like introductory or pre-order price or whatever and yeah, I, think I, th- I think it's 650 i think i saw one at noise bug oh okay. for, for 650 but, um don't quote me on that. We're just, you know, recorded for posterity. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. I think that's a uh, 1979. WS. WS. Yeah. Um, and uh, Northern Light Modular are kind of ramping up on their H model series. They've been putting out videos um, showing off different features of those. So that's been nice to kind of starting to hear those um, as we've been, you know, busting after them on the, modular grid for forever yeah i i love the h series stuff you know i'm a champion of the northern light modular um modules for that the hvc the voltage circus that's the other h series module i have to pair with my pull mixing filters it's i think eight lfos really cool. and it looks cool too i'm all about you know the great aesthetics and that's a that's a pretty neat module yeah um, well today we have two guests not at the same time um separate segments, but we're going to do a really fun exploration of the new red panel system from Buchla with Tim Held of Podular Modcast fame. And I got to tell you, that was a lot of fun. We lowered the professionalism of this show by several <laughs> orders of magnetism or magnitude. <laughs> Maybe it'll, it'll take out the NPR-ness 
of this, but that was that was a ton of fun. I was uh, smiling all the way home. And then for our, our interview, we have Eric Fox, the owner of Buchla USA, where we talk about all kinds of stuff, the new things, new things coming out in the, in the near future, the 100 modules, the 200 modules, the future of 200e, the, the new 208 command module. I mean, some that was it's a it's a fantastic interview, definitely one to listen. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just good to since we don't really hear much directly from Bukla USA since they become a company. Um, right off the bat, when we were talking about doing this podcast, Eric was one of the first people that I really wanted to to get onto the show. So yeah, it was ex- exciting to to get him on here, and yeah, it was a fun chat. Um, so yeah, because we've these next two sections are pretty long, we're not doing a um, uh, artist spotlight this month because we're just kind of going to get right into it. But um, I do suggest that you maybe go out and get familiar with Nathan Moody's Heliopause. You can get that at uh, nathanmoody.bandcamp.com because we might be talking about that in the upcoming future. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. But um, yeah. Let's Let's get into the red panel, man. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's do it. Here we are. Um, we've got the red panel with us, and we also have none other than Tim Held, Podular Modcast. Wait, hold, Tim hold on. Held here. Hold on, you, you gotta you gotta introduce me again, but you you don't have to edit this part out because I think it'll be better if we. But wait, hold on. He's being air horn. Hold on, hold on. Pew, pew, okay, pew. can you introduce introduce me again? So just start over again. <laughs> All right, here we are with the red panel system. And we're also here with Padre Modcast, Tim Held. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> oh, you read my mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, uh, did I red panel you your read mind? My <laughs> mind. This is, gonna, this is gonna be starting long, well. It's going to be a long segment. You guys are going to have fun editing this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we brought Tim in um, because... You know, Robert and I are not super well versed in the Eurorack world. Robert, a little bit m- me, other than just uh, yeah, a few modules. Yeah, listening to uh, tons of uh, Eurorack content. I don't know. I thought it would be fun to uh, bring in our homeboy Tim yeah. with uh, his or one of his many setups. Yeah, um, I hope this is stuff that works because it's also stuff that I was wanting to play with, and then I kind of lost track of time before I came over here today. So. I think we'll figure it out. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of explore the red panel system or, or the modules that we have. So they I guess look we great. Should, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're really very, attractive. They're very attractive. Yeah. So we've got six of them. We should probably uh, count them off. We've got the uh, dual sign sawtooth generator model 158, the uh, dual attack generator model 180, the control voltage processor model uh, 156 and the 156M. So it's two different modules. Uh, one is voiced um, to work with Eurorack signals um, compared to like what the original system did because um, I guess there's no bipolar signals. I think that's the main deal with... Um, I forgot. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We're going to go with it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
yeah so that the m is supposed to work with uh your rack modules um a bit better uh we've got the quad voltage controlled gate model 110 and the six channel mixer model 106 I'm glad that they stuck with the really catchy name sequence, names, mm-hmm. naming scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about that uh, <laughs> last uh, last episode with uh, Wes of how just like it is what it yeah. <laughs> what it is. It's not. I th- it's not I a think clouds. It's, useful. it's not yeah. a. Uh, well, so clouds was misleading for me because I thought it was going to be fluffy, and mm-hmm. it's not fluffy at yeah. all. I mean, you can get there, but it takes some work. When I was at the Museum of Flight this past weekend for the last um, part of Destination Moon. I was looking at a mission control console and we talked about that in the last show and these, the lines at the top with this font, that's right off of the mission control console. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And these weird little, the Davies are bigger on those uh, of course, but these look like the Davies from the old 100. Yeah. That's really neat. The color, the the font and the color of the plate and the lines and the curves is really neat to see. And I like that they've stuck to the same. I don't know how many HP with, these are but they're all the same they look like a solid 18 that's okay. my guess um so maybe we'll, 16 do you have an hp ruler i don't i should yeah. i really should um but i think it kind of fits with keeping with the same bukla panel size or the same same yeah roughly same kind of so we, scale we would call these one u yeah in book in the 200 e world in the four u world yeah um, you guys got a lot more room but these actually look um, still very approachable, and uh, as far as like tactile space, definitely, I don't think you're going to get too many complaints from people saying that that's too much on one panel. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool that they made it uniform because it looks it looks great. They're all lined up together. It's yeah. some interesting changes for uh, the Eurorack format because these are all 3.5 millimeter or eighth inch jacks. There's this like control voltage label on the, the 110 to point to the control voltage input mm. because that would have been a banana. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if it even has, or, or if it would, yeah. if it says the same thing, or I guess if the layout, I don't have, like, yeah. we don't have the old ones. So uh, I have to use my imagination and think, okay, the bananas would be on these inputs somewhat, and then the outputs would be audio, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then, um, and then actually for the model one ten, it would actually just be half of this uh, module too. They didn't. It wasn't a quad. That's I believe right. it's a dual gate. So you're getting more on the panel there instead of just blank space for for the bottom half of that. And so on the mixer, these are all audio inputs and outputs. There's no CV control of the mixer for panning nope. or anything. Yeah. Yep, just your fingers. That's pretty cool. So, so yeah, I mean that is kind of what i've found um with playing with these it's the control voltage is very limited on most of these um where definitely in the 200 series is a big step up on like control you know put cv into everything that was going to be my big question because i was talking uh to some people at patchworks about coming and hanging out with you guys to, to play with this stuff and um their first question to me was, is it, you know, is it the exact same thing as far as all the voltages go? And, you know, like how, how similar to the OG thing are these, are, are, are your rack users now going to be able to have that Buchla, that thing that none of us who understand Buchla understand? <laughs> uh, it sounds like maybe not. Uh, well, um, Close. 
because I mean we're gonna see. I think the sound is gonna be um pretty spot on. I mean this I, I th- oscillator sounds incredible. Yeah, and they're based on the original designs of the one hundred. And so it just depends on like what you're coming into this with with your preconceived stuff. Because I think um I feel like over the last couple years the one hundred series has been I don't know maybe fetishized a little bit yeah, <laughs> more yeah um or but, there's just more people kind of making um replicas obviously catalyst audio was the um first to kind of go through all these i believe that that's now the partnership um between right. them these were catalyst audio and uh now they're bukla usa and there are very very few bukla 100 systems out there i mean very few maybe even literally few yeah so they're unobtaining them, and they're, it's going to be almost impossible to hear one unless you go to Mills College and it's not broken down. Yeah. So depending on what that, you know, what the people at Patrick's, like what they're thinking of, like Mort Sabotnik, Silver Apples on the Moon, like, yes, these are the types of yep. modules that were used. Suzanne Chani, 1975 stuff. No, not necessarily. Yeah, Can we make have. golden oranges on the Earth? Uranus? The Earth? Oh, oh, oh I, yeah, I like golden. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, the quality of the show. Yeah, hey, I got an eight-year-old son. You know <laughs> that yeah. stuff. That stuff flies here. So uh, you bring the riffraff in as a guest host, and <laughs> I think another important thing to point out too is that while we have a nice complement of 100 series modules, this doesn't represent the entirety of what was available in 100. You know, there were, there are other modules. There was a sequencer module that five step, I think that you can see, or more steps. Uh, eight step. Yeah. Eight the step, one, two, yeah. three. And... Right. And Morton Sabotnik talks about using that in silver apples of the moon. Um, and I think there, are, I don't want to put words in Bukla's mouth, but I think there are more red panel modules coming in the future. Yeah. Like they touch did activated source. And yeah. Ooh, yeah also, I was, was going to ask if they were going to do some sort of easel system with it, like a full system. Well, they had shown, um, I think at Nam earlier this year they had um basically another six space kind of setup that had um yeah touch panel i forget how many keys maybe like plate yeah was it like one of those sputnik or the verbos no it was the from looks it was the metal type okay so they're more red panel like modules um and then one was a reverb um that connected to an actual tank which was cool okay yeah and then one was i think it was like a comb filter and Maybe it's a comb filter and half of like the 110. So just yeah. a, a dual gate or something like that. So um, that looked kind of cool, like where it could be a, a insular setup on its own or a little system on its own. Um, but but yeah, today we've got a bunch of stuff that you've brought, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll kind of maybe replicate, you know, we'll, we'll get some sequencers going and, and yeah, throw some stuff at this. But I guess maybe we should just... Let's hear the raw sound yeah, out of yeah. the one. Yeah, Let's yeah. see what happens. Patch here. that up, Tim. Let's patch this up. I'm going to try and be nice. Oh, so that's how you do it. So you put the... Oh, the... oh, wow. that. Oh, and I think you got to switch this to... Oh. Ah, there it is. <laughs> yep, sounds Ooh, like you're a rack. That sounds fat. Yeah, some awesome FM. Ooh, nice. So that's a sign. That's a is this... full, full sign mode. Um, I like that you can blend. That is really nice. And then there's full saw there. Yeah. That is, ooh, 
that's pretty that's pretty tasty right so there. where like you think like oh that'd be nice to have control voltage on there's not one here so the 200 series the 258 that's where you would get to be to be able to cv that mm-hmm. and that sweep the two oscillators they, do they have individual outputs or it looks they, like each one has two outputs. Yes. there's an a and the b yeah. yeah so just like with the 258 um the later 258 Actually, you want to go here so you have the b output Let's see what happens when we do. What's this? What's this plugged into? That's nothing. It's got a saw there. Is there no fine tune? No. Oh. Cool. Sounds like it's pretty. It seems like these knobs are good enough to where it's pretty easy to get them in tune without the fine tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see people missing that, but it, I think it's a negligible. Yeah. And what is kind of funny, too, um, is that if we put, we'll get into this, but there's a switch down here that goes from internal or external. So we have it on internal, so we're just sweeping the uh, frequency controls and such. But if we um, flip it to external, then it it makes both oscillators read the CV inputs. Okay. So it's kind of interesting, like you can't have like sequence or A getting fed um, external voltage and B getting fed or just using the internal it's it's both at the same time so the inputs are cv inputs or audio inputs uh cv inputs and then there's so there's a cv input and then there's also uh input for the frequency uh modulation so So we might as well do some frequency okay there's a nice little uh ramp and we'll put a sign into the other one so that's good. So this is a sign and a triangle LFO going into each of the oscillators. Well, so what do we got? We got the sine wave controlling. So these are going in, so you've got these going into modulation. the modulation. So if we switch them over to... So is that just kind of acting as like a gate then? Um, this, well right here, See, I've got so these turned off. To, we have an A1472 voltage controlled LFO from depth for modulating the 158. Let's, let's pull these out. Or actually, let me take these. Let's go. <laughs> this kind of sounds like okay. an air horn. That sounded cool on its own. Oh, you're getting crazy now. So patching one output from each section into the frequent B is going to the B outputs going to the frequency input on A. Yeah. Whoa. 
That's pretty fun. <laughs> Good little format. Yeah. So a major, I guess a major difference in compared to the two hundred is that the the two sections aren't normal. Aren't, they're not normal to each other. You have yeah. to patch them into the other side. Which would be true with the uh, 258, too. All right, well, they're, really quick. Well, in the 258, they are normaled. Oh, I'm sorry. In the 258E, they're normaled. But I never played with the 258. So in the, compared to the E series, then, 261, 259E, 258E, and so on, those, those modules, the two sections are normaled to each other, like the 259 was, the original 259. Mm-hmm. So here we're having to patch from B to A and A to B. Tim, what are you doing over there? You're throwing in some... Corona blob? Corona blob and uh, dirty murals. I wanted to put each one through a delay and a reverb. That sounds good. That's pretty cool. All right, I'm going to do this all day, so let's... <laughs> yeah, this is only with, we're only using one module right now, the, just the 158. Um, all right, let's... All right, so let's dial some stuff back. <laughs> that was crazy. All that was just the 158 with some other Eurorack modules. We're not even using, you know, the gate, the quad-controlled gate or anything else on the on the red panel yet. That was pretty cool, what you got going from just self-patching that thing. I got to well, say, that's, that's yeah, pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I think what Buchla does pretty well is uh, frequency modulation. Um, and, yeah, I think these oscillators are pretty nice and raw that the signs sound really good when they're beating against each other um let's check out the um maybe the envelope we'll kind of go maybe um through the system so let's go from the uh saw saw and sign oscillator into the gate and then we'll get the attack generator uh working with that because i've found some interesting quirks on that yeah let's let's build out that patch so the A output from the 158 into the control voltage input of the B section of the quad voltage controlled gate model 110. Then the output, are those, there's an A output from the attack generator 180 to the control voltage input of the B section of the 110. I've got longer cables, Kyle, if you, if you need. And so... B output to channel one of the mixer. Oh, that's what was plugged in. Mixer. I unplugged your mixer. Okay, we're back. Does we're this in. mixer add any character or color let's, to this? Let's we'll find, find out. out. Okay, cool. Um, so this is a pretty simple, you know, typical kind of VCO gate AD generator into a, and everything going out to a mixer. Yeah. Should we have sound? Um. Yeah, let me try. Let Just... um. Uh, Robert's question right there of like, does the 
does the mixer add any character? Any character? Um, so he's plugging another output from the 158A section into another channel of the mixer on its own with. So yeah, if there's sound. Your output on that. Yeah. I guess let's try it with the um. Do you need to open up the gate? Um, I'm this one's just going straight. Okay. So not on its own necessarily. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it's driving anymore. It doesn't sound different to me. But with the uh, quad controlled gate, voltage control gate, um, it's kind of interesting because you would. Uh, you there's only one knob to control its input. Yeah, zero to max are the labels on the knob. Um, but with the when the envelope triggers it, that also is allowing the CV to come through. Mm. Um, and it I found that it does kind of drive things. So actually, we're gonna need a trigger to trigger the envelope. Do you want a nice slow trigger? Or do you want a complex trigger? Uh, let's do just a... Uh, could just do a square wave or... Yeah, oh, like a slow. So... We'll have a gate sequencer here, and then it's in a square wave from that, that dope fur. Okay. Could, yeah, you could send a gate from the very gate. Just open and close it. They all look complicated. Yeah, too. I was making some weird <laughs> stuff. Um, okay, so we've got... Okay, so we have a gate from the very gate. I can see it blinking nicely. Do you need to open a, open the the attack generator? Oh, there it goes. So there's a... This, controlled yeah. by trigger length. Oh. So so there's... So it's kind of to explain the attack, dual attack generator. There's a... Attack time that goes from 0 0.005 to one second. Uh, then the decay time goes from 0 0.01 to five seconds. And then there's this note duration, which has a switch that can be um, controlled internally, which is by this knob that goes from 0 0.01 to, to five seconds uh, or triggered by the length of the gate. Um, and so it's kind of like a sustain in a way I've, Kind of found. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's uncontrolled internally. Yeah, I see that. Hmm, that's pretty cool. This is a, a this is kind of a crazy attack generator because it it has two CV inputs. You know, compared to the two eighty one, for example. To um, it's just a dual channel, right? Yeah, yeah so but no, no voltage control of attack or decay time. Yeah, so that's with like, so this is the full five seconds, which we're getting more triggers. Or there we go. So if I shorten that one up. So here's the thing. Well, I guess with you have to turn up the amount on the um, quad voltage controlled gate. So you don't hear anything till you start to bring it up. And I was finding on. Um, and it might have just been with the using it with the uh, music easel that there was a little bit of signal that kind of came through underneath it too. I, I can hear it, I think. And speaking as a Euro, Eurorack user, you 
you don't always get voltage control over your, you know, your ADR, ADSR. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of a maybe a medium level ADSR module. Oh, a lot we, of them we will, take it for granted. Um, in yeah, I was gonna say you guys, are, you're probably a lot of the stuff you're gonna notice that might be lacking might be just the price of the the size of the well, format. Well, and, and the 281 isn't an AD. SR, it's not really an envelope generator. It's a it's a function generator, so it's a little bit more arbitrary yeah. know, in terms of shaping the functions through the attack and decay inputs in the quadrature mode. So it's probably a little bit more like a function for. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't know why Eurorack people will be like only Eurorack people who don't know about Buchla. <laughs> although I listen to your show and I don't know much about Buchla. Well, you can so. do some of that with maths. Uh, yeah, you know, with the rise and fall. Yeah, b- maths is basically just two functions plus a. Uh, to uh, attenuator, attenuators. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Can we speed up that? Um... Um, oh. So, turning up the... Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a sustain, this uh, time, or the note duration, which is kind of interesting. Let's try a different output. I'm going to switch to a slower gate. That's a CV there. So that won't be a gate. Oh, That's my. a sequence. The last two are Look sequences. Look at that. It's labeled yeah. right there. <laughs> See, in Buchla, the labels have lines that point to the uh-huh. thing. So how was I supposed to know? <laughs> Plus, it's not a banana cable, so yeah. it's really confusing. <laughs> that is actually really helpful. Cool. So with this, Kyle, with the, if we started modulating the frequency with the, the same or a, um, a multiple of that gate speed, then we could have basically like a sequence going. Let's do it. Well, I don't know if this is what you meant, but what I was going to, I just wanted to see what would happen. Which one's the frequency? This one's the one on the right. Um, uh, actually, that one's going into frequency modulation, so we'll go there, and then we... I'm just trying to get like a one volt per octave. Just where would you put a sequence in for for the uh, the sawtooth generator? Um, it would be the, the frequency, right? Right. Well, this is frequency modulation CV, and this is frequency CV. Oh. So it's like we're canceling out the the knob. Like that yeah. won't have any effect. So, it's so just we have to here. increase the amount of CV coming out here. How do you do that? Um, like just like bring it up an octave, or yeah. Uh, let's see here. We're using the variegate, so and you can't attenuate the amount of frequency coming in, can you? Just you can only change the from sine to saw or the frequency modulation. So it's really whatever control voltage you're sending into frequency is is what you're going to get, which is fine. You don't need it, but that sounds good. What happens if we flip this switch? No, okay. We can... There we go. No. Yeah, that's it's not. Of... That's just the. Uh... I, I kind of like that though. It's pretty cool. So when we have the external, there was a is the clicking being caused by the envelope or by the frequency input? Um, I think it's a bit of both. There's doesn't sound like voltage is getting up there. So let's try. 
Let's try another. Do you have another voltage? I have an idea. Let's run it through the control voltage processor. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, so we'll I was going to say, if you wanted to increase exactly what was just coming out of here, you could put it in a channel two maths and then out and then give it a boost there. But since we have this here, we yeah. might Yeah, let's try the 156M. I've been in, in Buchla for so long now that it's, I mean, the, the cables, it, it does take some getting used to. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> what's being patched where. But you, you kind of just get a feel for it, right, Tim? Yeah. Because you can put CV or audio anywhere you want. Yeah, it's, I think most things are pretty, pretty well labeled. Sometimes it, it can be a little confusing on what goes where. Um, maths can be, or make noise stuff is a little hieroglyphic, but once you kind of map it out, it makes, it makes sense. Well, you have the, like on the maths, there are black out on the outputs. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. Then, oh no, those are inputs. Oh, those are, oh, the yeah, black. These, these are all outputs at the bottom here. So the black are inputs. They are on the side, on the rise and fall, but see, these are inputs at the top too, and they're not black. Never so, mind. Yeah, I know, I know. You you gotta basically follow their hieroglyphic like arrows and stuff. Looks but, looks cool. Yeah, it look. I love I love the look of it. And then so looking at the panharmonium, you know, on the left side labeled inputs, the right side labeled outputs, and then a clock out. So that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and this one is every the only inputs or the only outputs are uh, just at the bottom. Everything else is an input. And on the the red panel, they're following because they're they're 100 series um, descendants because they're not clones; they're descendants. All of the outputs are at the all the audio outputs are at the top. Which is really handy for us. So just right now, as a as a, a Eurorack user and looking at this stuff, like I was excited to come check this out. Be like, oh, what would would I want to? What would make a good addition? And so far, like kind of all of it. Um, but that that uh, sawtooth sign sawtooth generator, I'm very very into. Um, what are these so we've got a the cv out from the variegate going into the control voltage processor 156m and what are th these knobs aren't labeled what do they do yes so um <laughs> so basically let's see uh the top um knob on each section is a crossfader that mixed between the external voltage input and the internal offset of the module um so you'd be able to take voltage in uh shrink the range of the cv down and fine tune the range that's what that top one is uh the second knob down um is uh a voltage range of the internal offset and then the last knob is a mixer between two simultaneous inputs. So we can also put a second input in here. So if we've got another, yeah, what do you think? Another crazy LFO yeah. or something. You I want to let's try something. Let's let's get a little weird here. Gonna quantize um, an let's LFO. Qu yeah, let's quantize an LFO. Although it's gonna not be in the same key as the sequence going on right now. So where do you want this right here? Uh, yeah. Whoa. So. Actually, let's just tone that down a little bit. Just a little, little bit. So attenuate oh. it through math? Yeah. 
here. I mean, we could probably attenuate it with the. Uh... Oh yeah, you yeah. guys have yeah, that stuff. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm thinking we'll like a Euro rat guy. So show me how you would solve that problem with this. So we would attenuate. We need an input. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so input. We could probably try and do it. In the 156? Yeah. Okay. And channel, would you do, you could do it in channel A, right? Yeah. Or we can even try and do it in here. In where? The B section? Y yeah. So, let's see. We're so Kyle's turning knobs. <laughs> um, so this is... We don't... Oh. So you have nothing going in. So this into... is the sequence, yeah. right? And... It goes there, right, Tim? Yeah. On maths? Yeah, and then this... Oh, so this is, he's using maths like we would a control voltage processor. Mm -hmm. And then going. Yeah, it seems like this, the, the dual attack generator and the control voltage processor is kind of like um, maybe a, a, a super steroids maths. Yeah, yeah, a bit. I think maths um, I mean, was very much based off of a lot of these principles that... Yeah, kind of broken stuff. broken up in a way. Um, I mean, obviously, like, you can... Maths has got a bit more functionality with being able to cycle the um, the rides and falls. Yeah, well, kind of that's what I was wondering like about. The controlled internally. So right now we have a dual attack generator, and it says controlled in internally, but we are sending at C feed. But that's just that's the just note the du duration. So yeah. okay. we could like also... Sustain. So if we just... If we switch that over, then that's just the length of the... So then if I adjust the pulse width on the variegate now, that will affect yeah. this. Yeah. Let's, okay. do, let's do that. How do you do that? Okay, let's see here. Hit pulse width, I think. Hold on. Let's see. Get into the gate that we want to be in. Yep. Hit pulse pulse width, and now you can adjust each one individually. Oh, I see. There's a little indicator on the left side yeah. of it. That's pretty cool. It's actually really intuitive. little... Not little. It's a pretty good size. But. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, that is cool. So that's, that's a, neat. Um, just yeah, getting a bit more. Um, oh yeah, using another control voltage we'll source or whatever. So yeah, even though you, the uh, dual tech generator doesn't have any type of CVN for attack and decay and whatnot, that's a good way to um, have more variance, more control over. Yeah. So Kyle, this is kind of kind of Murphy. As I'm moving the sliders around, shaping the, mm -hmm. the pulse width for the, the output pulse. It's kind of... See it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. You just verbed it. <laughs> I love sliders. You got love them. You got Murphy with it. Yeah, I got Murphy with it. Well, and if you... I, I had the voltage block, which is... You can use it without that, but you can expand the variegate because they actually talk to each other on the the but the power bus board, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, and then that way, that's a way you could really get slider in with the CV rather than gates and get. I imagine what you would call Murphy. <laughs> so kind of bringing that LFO uh -huh. back in there. So what are you doing there? So right now we got the LFO. Going into maths being attenu uh, attenuated a little bit, then into a quantizer, and then into your control voltage processor. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just going. F I'm just um, changing the bottom knob of the control voltage processor, which is just kind of fading between the two signals. So this is okay. Obviously, the um, uh, yeah, that LFO that you're just talking about that's being quantized. You can hear those steps uh -huh. in there, and then at, if I move it back to the right it's bringing in the other 
the very gate. Oh, cool. very cool. That's awesome. That's super cool. And then that itself is going into the the uh, the frequency in on the the oscillator we're using. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you could. You know, which is kind of neat. You could have two different, like you have two different sequences or whatever going, and just yeah, that's go super back cool. Or, or change, <laughs> change what the. Uh... Where I, I love this. We all have our hands on different modules, yeah. and it's just kind of. <laughs> I'm messing with the pulse width and the um, the notes on the variegate. I think. Uh, for your Patreon subscribers, you should do um, you should do a, a special edition of this episode where you just take all of our voices out and just use the synth thing and just just release that, <laughs> <laughs> and then they can use it to torture people. <laughs> it's we're getting into crazy, to scary carnival territory here. Yeah. Right? I think that's a goal of every patch now. Is it should sound like. A scary <laughs> I, you know, I usually, I'm, I'm kind of a stickler to rules only because I'm afraid of getting in trouble. Um, so when I drive and I use headphones, I just use one ear. But when you guys started your little car- carnival patch, I, you I braved go, it. You I had to go stereo. I had to go stereo and listen to it on the drive up. Um, yeah. which begs the question: like, you need an auxiliary input for your. Uh, yeah, I need a lot of things for my car. <laughs> <laughs> down the turn down the tempo of the variegate that's starting to sound pretty cool you know what would make it really cool guys put it in through some delay and some reverb oh let's do it now here's I, I think what i would like to do so what else do we got we got uh, let's try using this this dual attack generator this this second channel now let's take where's our output let's put that into really quick let's put this into um the chrono blob and then let's modulate the time Whoa. with the other channel of the dual attack. Oh, yeah. Good call, Tim. Yeah, so now you're going to modulate your other modules with the red panel rather than just the other way around. Right. That's a great delay. So things are going to get pretty nutty here really quick. <laughs> we like nutty. And we got to trigger this thing, too. Okay, so we need to send a, a trigger. So let's see. Let's send it another from the variegate so it's just staying in time. What's the one that doesn't look too crazy? Uh, this yeah, guy here. four or five, yeah. Sounds like a signal from space. I'll use this attenuator to attenuate the voltage going into that. So right now it's in tape mode. So that's what's given that that pitch, but if you want to not get the pitch, you can switch it into just um, that's really standard. cool. I like that. Yeah. So that way you don't always have to get your your weebly and warblies. Yeah. Actually, what? Are, let's see. Can we get two outputs going into this bad boy? Yeah. Two outputs from the two of um of the oh, oscillator. Oh, the oscillator. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that one's go. not going to reach here. Put that guy in here. So we're going to send section B Whoa. of the 158. <laughs> We've got quite the setup the, here. Yeah. We, okay, so you're sending that to the chrono blob too. Now That's, we're going to get a stereo signal coming out of the chrono blob. So we don't have any 
because we're using right. inputs. So we need, need like some sort of pitch. Frequency pitch here. So we could do so, something from over here in the variegate. Yeah, we could send that second sequence from the variegate into it. And we might need to pitch it up, so we should actually go into the, the control voltage process. There you go. See, yeah. we're using this is this is exactly what we wanted, right? To just find a way to use all of these together. So we're taking and the variegate CV out here? to the, uh, the 156M, and then it's output to the frequency input on the 158. That's the wrong module, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job of going yeah. upside down, though. Whoa! Actually, now, do we have any more CV outputs on in the red panel stuff? We that, do that on we the one utilize? on the 156. Okay. That's different from the 156M. Okay, let's let's modulate the. So now we we've got a. Let's see. Let me switch this to stereo delay. So now we got this in the stereo delay, and we're gonna do the right side stereo. Uh, Does the 156 need an input, or does it output CV on its on its own, zero to ten volts, or anything like that? Do you know, Kyle? Sorry, say that again. On the 156, does it output CV um, maybe negative five to five, or zero to ten, or does it require an input? Um, I mean, there is like an in. I think there was an internal. Um, there's an internal offset, or whatever, which means like there would be some sort of yeah voltage. Because I'm thinking but like with the 256, the 256E, if you turn the uh, the the level all the way up, you'll get a 10 volt CV. Otherwise, we could just take an input and mod and. I'm gonna switch. We got a lot channels. of patch, lot of patch cables going on here. Tim's kind of going crazy now. So it's in the, the, the tape mode, and we can put it back into the non-tape mode. I think we're getting close to our golden oranges on Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we don't sound like NPR anymore. <laughs> so how would we... This is all kind of the same pitch coming out of... We have two pitch input, two pitch outputs going to the frequency inputs on the 158. But it sounds like section B is the same note, or am I just mishearing that? That beep, 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 beep. Yeah. So I hear maybe this I don't have a sequence in there. You know what? I might have erased that sequence. Wait, I don't is the whatever I just unplugged, I don't think it's doing pitch. It sounds like it's controlling a gate or something. Ooh. So we don't have well so this oscillator is going straight into there. Right, there we go. Thank you. 
Back into tape mode. Scratching the mixing over there. Yeah. I feel like I could dance to that. <laughs> There's some, some Suzanciani in there a little bit, you hear that? <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to say that about one of my patches for a long time. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> well, I'm, I actually... Oh, you did it. Oh, out. well, I was part of it, though, so... <laughs> well, the variegate is a really cool... I mean, it's a it's like a gate sequencer, right? Yeah, it's a gate and then a two, two CV outs on it. Yeah, so it, it's very much like um, how we could use the MARF as a pulse sequencer. I've actually uh, switched to using it as my clock, too. That's really cool. <laughs> well, should we, uh, should we see what else we could do? I feel yeah. like, uh, I think it'll be just too confusing to try to figure anything else out with this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I maybe we should unpatch and get an idea of what the gate sounds like. Is it, is there a low pass gate a low pass gate in this module or is it just No, it's Oh, okay. So it won't add any color character to them to the That surprises um, me. That, are they going to do an LPG cuz that's kind of that came, one of the big things for Buchler, right? But that came with um with the 200 series. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, so the yeah, the the Vactrols didn't come in till till later. So this is like a VCA, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that explains why it has so few inputs and outputs. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. I mean, it is <laughs> just exactly what it says. It's, too, like, it's, it's two VCA. It's a gate. It's not a. So you, yeah. um, Tim has the Depfer A132 one VCA, just dual VCA, and I'm. These are Tom Evans VCAs. If you wanted, if you wanted some control, uh, if you wanted some potentiometers, control the bias and the oh, CV yeah. in, but because yeah. these don't. Have, these so then it would be kind of like Tom's Tom Z. So you have some potentiometers control the inputs and outputs, but mm -hmm. and you have the signal level, oh, which I find is really nice to have. And it looks like they do have that. But you know, if you if you want to bleed in just like a low level of your signal, of you know, yeah. some sort of pulsing sine wave or something. It's so weird to think of just just a vca in bukla you know we don't yeah we don't really have I, I i don't mean that pejoratively i'm just you know with like the 292 dynamics manager it has a low pass gate and a vca and a combo and the this is the um what's the model number on that uh, 110? The 110 yeah so if it were the 192 maybe i would expect it to have a <laughs> an lpg in it Tim, do you have any low pass gates in this? Uh, not right right now, but I do. I do have a uh, a, a passive dual low pass gate, and then I've got some of the um, Mystic circuits, which are Eurat company. They make something called zero HP modules that are passive. Yeah. So they're just little yeah. circuit boards that are in and out. And I have the LPG that he made, um, and I actually really really like it. It has a nice for being a little passive, you know, twenty three dollar kit that took me ten yeah. minutes to put together. It has mm -hmm. a great has that great sound. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's unpatch maybe um yeah, putting maybe not delay, but um 
let's maybe kind of get like a some sort of drone thing going and uh i'm gonna unpatch the gate sequencer kyle just so that we don't have Do, 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 do. One nice thing about these 3.5 millimeter cables in Eurorack compared to Banana is they come out much easier. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They're, but you really have to kind of wrench the, the Banana cables out sometimes. That would make me so nervous with such an expensive machine. So, so far, I, uh, Kyle, I know you've messed with it, but Robert, so far, kind of first impressions, Eurorack Buchla, like... It's probably too early to really tell, but like, how does a, how will will Eurorack users be able to dip their toe into the splendor that you guys all wash yourselves in? Is I, that a sentence or what? I think so. We we do wash ourselves in splendor um, <laughs> quite often. Yeah, yeah I, I bathe in splendor every day. <laughs> the I I think kind of playing with this. So this is the I, I didn't I wasn't able to use this um, before today because just because of scheduling and stuff. But I I can. F- Feel a bit of the patching philosophy in this red panel that is familiar in our Buchla 200 200E world. Um, the modules, of course, are are Buchla designed with the outputs at the top. Um, CV and it's it moves. Um, typically, a Buchla module has CV at the bottom and then moves up to out, um, outputs at the top, inputs at the bottom and outputs at the top. And that's kind of what they're doing here. Um, it matches the one the 100 series, so it's slightly different, but it feels it feels like that, that the way we patch. Okay. And yeah. The sound of it is just amazing. One of the things that I'm already seeing as a Eurorack user and as somebody who's never really, I've never played with Buchla at all, but have always been super fascinated and, and have, I've purposely not dipped my toe into the waters because I've already, I'm already washing myself in the negative bank account that, you know, <laughs> yeah. like of Eurorack, and i just I, I just i can't afford to get into it but this could be a way for you know for me to really start getting my head wrapped around it and what i also like is just from that first patch we did i think uh, a Eurorack user who's unfamiliar with bukla getting something like this is going to um it's going to push them into thinking about things in a different way which is always fun yeah especially if you added a um the the low strike duo, for example, a relatively simple low pass gate from Make Noise. That's what that's called, right? The LXD. Yeah, low strike. Oh, okay. Yeah. I used to have one. It was a really great small low, uh, low pass gate. I've never known what that stood for. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and I already forgot, even though I just said it. Um, low strike duo, because a strike, you know, you ping the the low pass gate. Mm-hmm. The the one hundred series. I don't think anybody really would want to be like a a purist with the red panel system. Maybe some people will, but I think most Eurorack users already have some complement of modules to which they would add this. Mm-hmm. And there's some other things you could get in Eurorack that would get you more of the, uh, more of that, that Buchla feel like some of the old Sputnik modules, yeah. for example, to pair with this. What I really like about this, having played with it today is that it's much raw. It, um, it's more raw. It's more, um, there's not a lot going on in the interface of the panels. So the exploration of it is rewarded, you know, com- compared to some of our, you've got some fantastic modules here that have some pretty deep complexity in your Eurorack. And these are just like, here it is, it's a sign and saw core, two of them. And I know that like, um, I just spaced on his name, but we were talking about doing the shepherd tone with three 258s, which is very similar to this. So, Oh, Barry Schrader? Yes, Barry Schrader, right. 
So you can start with a kind of a fundamental patch design with two, two, two 158s and mix them together and get a ton out of that. And then add Eurorack effects or use maths to get uh, some more complex and interesting functions. Yeah. As, as we're going, kind of going on, I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe the, if I was going to pick one as a, an initial one to get into, it'd probably be the voltage, uh, the control voltage processor. Yeah, that would, yeah. And I'm really confused by it because it doesn't have labels. I think that I would just have to turn the knobs and just send it, you know, kind of some simple patching and then get a feel for it because there's one label, EXT and INT, external in, internal, which I think is for the second knob on each section, or maybe it's the top knob. I don't know. You know, when Don made these uh, original 100 series back in the 60s, he, he got, what, $500 grant from the mm -hmm. San Francisco Tape Music Center. And, that was from the Rockefellers or whatever. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. From the, through, and through Morton Sabotnik. At, and, you know, that's all covered in I Dream of Wires, which is really cool. But he didn't really spend that money on, you know, hiring a designer necessarily to come design the perfect panel. He focused on the, the uh, functionality of it. And so once you know, much like Eurorack, Tim, you know, you knew what to do with the sliders on Variegate. But once you know what to do with those knobs, it's second nature. Yeah, something actually, I, I recorded a podcast yesterday with the guys from um, uh, Modular on the Spot San Diego and something that, you know, it's it seems so obvious when you say it, but, you know, someone like P.O.B. told them, like, you know, they watched him play a show and they were just kind of blown away because he's amazing. And and these guys are a little bit newer. And, and he said, well, just, you know, wait, let's see what happens to how you patch in a few years. And getting to know your modules as an instrument, it's, it's like I said, it sounds so just so like, duh, to say it, but like, <laughs> but sometimes you need to, well, yeah. yeah, sometimes these blocks fall in the place and you're like, how didn't I realize that? But yeah, like it's people oh i could never just patch on the fly in front of anybody and it's like well yeah you could if you knew what everything in there did you could <laughs> yeah. do something really easily really quickly yeah i mean yeah. i always talk about it's like um in certain modules i don't know within like the bucle can it's just like i haven't meditated on that yeah. enough like just to like really kind of like put it through the thought machine of totally. like what kind of patches and what would i you know in my system how would that be useful to where i always kind of go back to like if you know, I always uh, rag on the uh, the two thirty the, um, oh, the triple envelope tracker preamplifier. Yeah, yeah, and um, catchy. <laughs> what does it do, Tim? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's three envelope followers, and we always joke three that preamplifiers. It's, it's the uh, it's the loneliest uh, module in everybody's case because yeah. it's you never see it patched. Yeah, like, it's so. always in the bottom left or bottom right, <laughs> and it's never patched. never patched up. Yeah. And so, um, and so you know, it's like I write it off, but then. Yeah, as you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's tons of stuff. That oh, really yeah. Do it. But it's just. How often does that happen right before you fall asleep? Like, you got to wake up for work the next morning, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I could do that with my telharmonic. Oh, yeah. Man. And then you're like, I want to go do it. Oh, it's, it's midnight. <laughs> I can't go try it out. But. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because when I'm having trouble sleeping, I visualize my cable hanger with all my Pomona cables in it. Yeah. And for some reason, that helps me drift. Off. Really? Yeah, it does. I always count patches like as I'm sleeping. Sheeps. I'm not counting them. I'm just looking at them. And then I, fat, and I fall asleep. That's pretty nice. Welcome to Dream Talk. Yeah. So what do you got going there, Kyle? Um, I wanted to get back to just um, getting some crazy uh, frequency modulation. Yeah, let's do some drones. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I'm thinking, do you have, what do you have as far as... Um, signal processing like like kind of effects type i of. have a clouds 
um, an elements. Uh, dirty murals can be a, a, a reverb. And then I've got the two distings, which can be pretty much whatever you want. And the panharmonium is insanity. Let's, I wanna, let's do this. Let's do the panharmonium. Okay. So beautiful knobs on that thing too. It's a beefy, well-constructed module. Yeah. That is very weird. Let's uh, actually let's patch. Uh, well, I, I guess got to get the, this. Only takes in sound. Oh, you want to go to, to your in output? Yeah, that's one. Okay. Can I use use the uh, the mixer? The mixer from yeah. That makes sense. We are demoing these modules. It's kind of. I love that this is a 106 mixer tile, and I have a 206e. You know the kind of the naming or the new the numerals and we were talking about that in the last show about running out of numbers so it's yeah. you know, the 106 i know that's a mixer 156 i know that's a control voltage processor because of the uh, the buchla naming conventions i'm going to get the distings ready on reverb just in case this this panharmonium is so so weird um it might might not be what you guys are looking for Got some modulation of frequency going. A longer one? Yeah. And maybe that going to the reverb, or and then one from there back into. And it would be really cool. Here. Oh right. It'd be really neat to use these like the tip top colored jack covers, you know. Too short put black ones on the CV inputs and blue ones on the CV outputs. That would be pretty neat for those of us yeah. in the Bukla world. But then, yeah, it didn't, uh, you know, all the jacks and stuff on, on the 100 series are just red and black or for, um, that's right. Yeah. Red and black. Yeah, you're right. So I have to go way back and I need to remember, you know, I, I don't know much about the 100 series, but it covers a bit in, in, um, I dream of wires, and then there's some. There are some outtakes where they, or extra footage where they're talking to the woman at uh, Mills College about it, mm -hmm. and they're patching it. And I think the upcoming Sabotnik documentary will go into uh, more about the 100 as well, since he's really the 100 guy. So right now you're just getting your dry signal out of the panharmonium. I wanted you to get what you wanted happening with the oscillator first, because this is what you're dealing with, with the, wow. just the wet signal. It's like um, it's a resynthesizer. Is, is it taking copies of itself? And yeah, so it's the spectral analysis. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There it is. Mutating spectral resynthesizer. Well, that's super clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Telharmonic. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what right. that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's. So it's a stereo out. Or I guess you've got two. It's a mono signal, oh, um, but, but yeah, it has stereo outs. So you can get two different types of inputs. So what okay, do you that's, that's fun to just turn knobs Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost a song in itself. I know. Oh, wait, hit these guys. Oh, okay. That sounds a little bit like the spectral multiband resonator from 4MS. Yeah. So it does some of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Is this 296E-ish, Kyle, do you think? I don't see this frequency and bandwidth, but I don't, I don't know. We'd have to do some... 
Yeah, that I'm one's. Sure. I still. I just got that. I'm still not super. It's really familiar cool. with it. And so you could. It's got a one volt per octave input. Mm-hmm. Man, that's cool. Okay. Well, enough about. We'll do a separate show about yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is just. This is what the the oscillators are sounding like right now. The um. The red panel. They're not being... Okay, so there's no modulation of the red panel, the 158 frequency right now. It's just Kyle turning knobs. Yeah. So actually, let's... Ooh, ooh. yeah. So I added some uh, frequency modulation into uh, oscillator A from oscillator B. And you've got frequency modulation patched for from oscillator A to oscillator B, but you don't have it turned up yet, right? On the hair? Yeah. You know yeah. what I think might be just a better use of our time here? Let's, let's, cause you want, you want to process some signals. Let's do. What is so this? Oh, monsoon. Here. Yeah, let's see here. We got this output, right? Oh, wow. And then I was thinking if we used, um, some of your control so voltage. What, what is what's monsoon? Monsoon is a miniature clouds clone. Oh, okay. So yeah, these faders, there's no control over these parameters on clouds. You have to kind of dive. So yeah, those are those are exposed a bit in the um, the SMP, which we that's covered what it sounded last, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys are making some familiar sounds, but there. it's about as wide as as these first <laughs> six modules in your system. Well, isn't here. it clouds, rings, and braids and we had, all, of... we had all three of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that sounds like my music, Kyle. Yeah, we're getting into uh, Robert territory there. Sounds really good. That's cool. So what I really like about this, uh, the reverb on the disting, and I'd be curious to um, use some of the control voltage processing um, from the red panel, but just really quick with, uh, with an LFO here, I'll show you. The wet dry. Let's not use that. You can get um just the wet dry mix. Yeah, CV in on that is is pretty. Can we try that again with the slower rate? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So just trained up the saw uh, saw wave a bit further on um, oscillator B. Man, that is just some imagine, cool droning. Just imagine two of these 158s together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And kind of phasing in and out of them, you know, tuned a little bit differently. I am I am kind of in the market for some new oscillators. I'm always looking for new stuff. Yeah, I mean, these signs just sound so good, too. Yeah, the signs on that are... Yeah, I think it. that's where you can really get some cool stuff with this wet-dry if you... Just really... This is really seems to be pushing it. It's 
audio rate sine wave. So believe it or not, we all keep droning on about this red panel system quite a bit longer, but uh, you won't find that here. You're actually going to find that on Tim's podcast, the Podular Podcast, uh, coming up the week of September 30th, 2019. So uh, yeah, Tim kind of flips it on us and makes us do a 15-minute patch challenge like most guests do on his show. And uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. So yeah, I'd like to thank Tim for, for coming out and hanging out with us and going through all these modules. And now we're going to talk with Eric. Okay, so today we've got the honor of having the owner of Bukla USA, Eric Fox. Eric, Hello. thanks for coming on the show. Thank Welcome. you very much. Glad to, uh, glad to be here. So I'm going to go back in time a little bit. It's mm -hmm. uh, January 11th, 2018. I log on to Muff Wiggler and I see that BEMI has been purchased by Buchla USA in the contact Mark Doty if I had any questions. So oh, that my mind bastard. was blown. That poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Served up to the lions. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So can you, uh, you know, kind of as far back as you want to go, uh, tell us what led up to that post to to mark doty um and I, or to no, or, <laughs> yeah no, um, that was mark doty conceived yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um well so what led up to that post like um like how did the transition from bemi to buccal usa go yeah um, how when when did that start you know what's the story there so um i you know uh, i've a lot of people probably know I have a shop that um, was, you know, pretty big in the modular scene, and we were one of the main Buchla dealers. And I'm just, I'm so close with those guys behind the scenes, like the the stateside guys. So Alex Seafree, uh, Charles Seaholzer, um, Dave Riley, who's you know was Dawn's contract manufacturer and was and makes the 200E stuff in Monterey, California. Joel Devell. So. I, I mean, I could watch the ship going down from the back and I'm just like doing everything. I shouldn't say going down from the back, but I'm like, my God, you know, these guys are struggling. <laughs> it, it, it has mainly to do with a disconnect. You know, originally, I think it started out with um, really, you know, they want to do some good things, but then there was some personnel changes and the person you know, the people that were in charge of day-to-day -day operations were um, out of the company. And the people that took over, Bemi, that basically were, were forced to kind of take over and run day-to-day, -day, just, they never just in, installed anyone who could just handle everything. Um, so there was just really this disconnect. And even for me as a dealer, I'd have to talk to the, you know, the manufacturer and stuff like that about like what's going on. And I just always started mentioning to them, I'm like, Hey, if you guys want any help, you know, I, I'd be interested in being involved. And then 
after a while, one of um, one of the partners from Bemi got, just got just he just kind of had enough of being disconnected. He he knew it wasn't doing what it could, and the mm-hmm. offer came to um, buy out um, uh, a good chunk of the company and then um, and and run the thing. And I said, okay, well, if a couple people are still left, the agreement has to be that everyone just stays out of my way and lets me run the company. You know, um, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and they agreed to that. And um, I said, okay, well, I'm going to just start this thing kind of from scratch and um i was I, well, other than a couple of the stateside support people again alex sifri um joel Devell, of course was still there involved and but not as big of a role as he's got again and mm-hmm. so i just mark doty had just moved back and this is in like i think this is in the summer beforehand that the conversation started of like oh i could be part of this i could I could buy in and kind of take over, take the reins over. And um, Dodie had just moved back and we were talking and he just came from Moog Foundation and he's, he's the guy is insanely organized. And it didn't bother me that he wasn't obsessed or, you know, he wasn't like a huge, he wasn't a Buchla user. He just wasn't, mm-hmm. that just wasn't his world. But of course he loves you know, electronic, you know, music and synthesis and he's organized and he's a good artist. And I just need someone just to help me just handle day to day. I didn't need a DJ. I didn't need a product specialist. I needed, you know, just somebody that was here that could just help me. And so we're, so we're, um, so I asked him in confidence, I was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And he was like, oh my God, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, Moog to Buchla, like, that's kind of <laughs> weird. But, and he's a historian. I mean, that's a big part of his thing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so that, that, that was huge for me. And so I'm, I find out we already have a NAM booth, um, <laughs> like prepaid and already done. Like, we're forced into it. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, cause I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is just, I don't want to go to Nam and display the stuff. Okay, well, who's available? <laughs> hey, Todd, Todd Barton, um, who I've been, you know, uh, I've been close with for a long time. I was like, yeah. oh, he's he's busy. He's got shows or whatever already lined up. Okay, um, hey, Joel, Joel Devell. Um, nope, he's got performances. So I'm like, crap. Well, good luck, Mark. Um, you know, like, <laughs> so that that's kind of a long-winded way of the you know how i got there and how mark you know i do kind of want to explain the mark thing mark mark is he's freaking awesome i mean he is so organized and great and he's it was really weird i gave him an easel um to just take home and he's like he said for the first couple days he thought it was broken and and, which was brilliant and then i but then he goes then he goes, I, I figured out I have to forget everything I thought I knew about synth, you know, about how to do this, how to approach 
this type of instrument. And then it started to make a lot more sense to him. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a smart dude. And, uh, I felt really bad cause I, I didn't really, I just thought it was just people walking by that would interact and, <laughs> and Dodie can, at that time, Dodie had almost zero experience. I mean, he's handled hundreds of modules now cause he does the testing. So he, I mean, he, you watch him perform on something now, it's way different than then. And it was just like, I thought it was just like going to be a bunch of random people who've never heard of Bukla. So it's just like, <laughs> great. I mean, he can, he can get by, but then it's like, Oh, there were some real serious people who were paying attention. And I was like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> like, no, like he wasn't speaking to you. He wasn't going to teach, you know, any of you guys, anything new at that moment um <laughs> but so he, he did have that deer in headlights look in absolutely <laughs> and i remember syntopia uh jim and elizabeth coming up to me like going hey eric do you want to do an interview for bukla i go i i'm like only if you turn off the comments <laughs> and because i was like oh my god i know i'm like I, I I really didn't want to be a Nam, but because I because we weren't ready, we didn't have the proper support there, you know. Just but whatever, it's 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 of course like anything, it turned out fine. Yeah, yeah. When so when did um, I guess like when did the change? Like when did you take over the reins? Was it right at the beginning of 2018, or was it a bit before that? that uh, background legally January first. So okay. Bemi ended, ceased to exist, and the last uh, – so there's one or two people who still had shares after that, but everyone else was out uh, from mm -hmm. Bemi. And um, that ended December 31st, and then January 1st was uh, when Bukla USA technically started. But, I mean, the agreements, everything was signed in – I don't know, October, November. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But but we'd been working on it for months, you know, back and forth on, you know, how to approach things. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy how long business deals like this, acquisitions and such, can take. Um, you know, oh, my own job, yeah. which has nothing to do with this, but it can be eighteen months sometimes before, you know, even the slightest hint of what's going on happens. There's so many details. Absolutely. There were a lot of revisions to agreements and stuff. Yeah. And um, uh, I was going to say, like, after that announcement, I mean, I remember declaring to everybody in the room, you know, at, at the shop, I was just like, well, get ready for a bunch of, you know, like, God knows what comments on Muff Wiggler. And people <laughs> were so nice when they mentioned me. I, I It blew my mind. Like, actually, I was like, I was prepared. I was, you know, because I'm like, like a lot of us, you know, I'm a, I, you know, I'm secretly a, a sensitive, fragile human being and, <laughs> um, you right, right. So you are human. is what you're yeah. saying. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, you get caught up if it's something about you, you know, that you're like, uh, you, you just, I don't know. Muff Wiggler is I, I love and hate and oh yeah. RIP Michael. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I just no him. he would text me about Bukla like a lot. <laughs> it's like I want to help, I want to do everything. I'm just like, oh, I just don't have anything for you yet. And oh, that bastard. Ah, I love him. And, <laughs> damn it. Ah, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, just I was so surprised at at the actual positive stuff. And um, so it, it was nice to hear even constructive criticism or anything that people, the few people that were out there that had some concerns, you know, I'm very approachable and, you know, I'm happy to have that conversation. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. I think there was some sort of pent up frustration with Bemi, um, maybe not the company, but you know, the, the quality of the products and stuff. And yeah. this is all well known. So I think when you bought it, um, when you bought, you bought Bukla, um, there was, I think the gears shifted over to now there's a hope, yeah. you know, so people gave you a lot of leeway to address QC, maybe come out yeah. with some new products, you know, maybe we could get longstanding issues fit and that that's been happening. So you had a lot of credibility, I think, right out of the gate. And Mark's little challenge at Nam, notwithstanding, you know, he's <laughs> he's so he's great at what he does. I've watched yeah. so many of his videos. Yeah, and you know, once he makes a two fifty two e video someday, I think that we'll, <laughs> all will be forgiven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get there, and I mean, yeah. again, the leaps and bounds. That I mean, he's he's smart, and and when he focuses on something, I mean, he's very dedicated um he's he's an amazing he's just a great employee like he just he he really whatever he's working on he he gets behind and he doesn't just go through the motions he really gets passionate about it so you know it, i i know he was a little bummed at you know some negative comments and um you know because he's like well i get it but give me a chance, you know, like, <laughs> um, but I, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's in a good place now. I think every, you know, everyone's kind of moved on and, um, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that was, that was just a blip anyway. But, um, I mean, QC, I think was number one when I took over, I just said, all right, every module comes to, comes here now after it's built for for more thorough testing and packaging um so and that was mark's job actually was to um you know qc just just to make sure everything's working and passing signal and everything um and make sure aesthetically it looks good because he's got you know he, he's he can be got a little OCD in him, which again works great <laughs> sometimes. So because yeah. you know things would go out there, I would get them as a dealer, you know, and that that's so I knew the issues. And luckily, you know, my shop did a decent job of trying to intercept those, but you know, we it it, but but now you know I don't hear about broken two hundred e stuff. It just doesn't happen because you know if something was a little loose we take care of it immediately mm -hmm. and um yeah and and these days now i mean we've added even two techs you know our in-house that are bukla users and you know both you know part of the scene and and that's huge and the fact that i can just turn around and go yeah this doesn't seem right um yeah taking care of it in minutes um, well, yeah. the, the quality has definitely gone way up of the builds, things like, um, you know, the 
panel screws being loose when the module arrives or the yeah. there's a, a short on a um, an input yeah. on the 291A filter and you know those types of things are I, I, I just don't experience that anymore and your yeah. I think the packaging helps a lot with that when Thank I you. <laughs> I well, think that yeah. went a long way <laughs> for such a small want, thing yeah you don't want us to bring back just pink bubble wrap with some tape and that's it <laughs> Okay. Yeah, not nostalgic Loose, for that, Robert. Loosely thrown in a big box. No, please don't do that. If that was, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I that just I, you know, and because I would look at like I'm like, well, geez, if you know, if Emily from Mutable can do it, like on a two hundred dollar module, can't we have a nice, you know, looking little box? Like for God's yeah. sakes, I mean, that was always my, you know, what I would always complain about, like. Why? But it wasn't my call, you know, um, before, of course, before I took over. But that, that, yeah, packaging and QC. I mean, I think you can't confuse quality with quality control. So it's not like the quality wasn't there. It was just like no one took right. the time to be like, yeah, why don't you make sure? Yeah, like you mentioned, a screw on the faceplate. And I've, I think I've heard of a couple of times that going through, you know, but nothing broken and but yeah we 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 try and catch as much as you can as we can and every company is going to have i'm not going to say it will never happen you know like where we just screw up and drop the ball or something you know i mean it happens to everybody but it was getting a little more than it you know out there than it should have for you know in the past but sure sure yeah um so yeah it so from the time that announcement kind of came out, it mm-hmm. took about um, a year or so to then when you announced the red panel series. Um, so kind of, yeah, what happened between that or that first year, I guess, quality control, like you mentioned, but it was it kind of, you know, starting to build a, a better team and, and work so, on the new products. Yeah. So, um, I would, you know, what, what, what the hell did we do that first year? Uh, besides, <laughs> well, yeah, box and quality control. Well, um, putting those <laughs> things in place, trying to, f- I, I really just blew the whole thing up. I was just like, let's just redo this. You know, like we're just going to start mm-hmm. from scratch. I don't care how things were done before. I don't want to know. I just, I just, let's just Because <laughs> it's not like they were <laughs> being done that great anyway. So yeah, it makes sense. Too. Right. So I'm just like, let's just just we're just gonna start over so okay you know what kind of support do we need who supports you know because i can't just throw anybody out there um um ultimately um you know mark's great for he's learning this stuff and he's he's great for testing and but okay we don't have an in-house tech you know we don't have a go-to everyday person trying to find that down learning about quirks uh, investing in random updates that no one's ever heard about, like little bug mm. fixes, you know, and then that's, you know, a lot of people don't talk about that or, or ever see it. It's not tangible to them that, you know, if you start changing some resistor, you know, a resistor change because you heard one or two people had this, a certain issue and you go back and you look and you're like, Oh, well, geez, we, we, we need to, to, to change this. No, I mean, you're not going to make an announcement about it. You're just going to fix it. And, <laughs> and 
if anyone ever hears, you know, because it doesn't happen to everyone. It's like, okay, one out of 20, you know, might experience this. Okay. Well, if I hear from that 20th person, because there's a problem, we'll just fix it. You know, we're not going to, you know, yeah, we know what to do, but it's, I mean, that happens a lot in the industry. And so it was trying to figure out what I had, I think was the first six months of what, what do I even have here? Because I wasn't communicating with the previous regime about it. I, because I, again, I wanted to just figure it out on my own as if I was starting anew, which, you know, I was, um, Mm -hmm. so then, then after about six months, I think it was like, okay, now we need to start showing a tangible move forward, uh, you know, way of moving forward. So let's start thinking about this and, okay, well, do we have anything new? What's Joel working on? And, and Joel Devell, of course, this whole time has been picking away at some stuff, uh, the, the new 208C. Um, and, um, you know, we've been batting around different ideas. Um, and so he started working on that. And um, I, I, I think my, I knew... A lot of the, the feedback I was getting from people was, how can we get something more affordable? Well, mm-hmm. to be the level of BNA, Buchland Associates level stuff, it it's it's really difficult to do to make it more affordable, you know, to 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 give someone that level, um, especially with a two hundred E type stuff. It's you know, um, yeah. but I was like, well. My friends are doing this stuff. I, I've been friends with Dave Small from Catalyst. Um, and I even told him um, <laughs> when, once I took over, I was like, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm cool with this. You know, just, just don't worry. Um, I'm, I, I'm not, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. And because I just want to give him that heads up because I think he might have been worried. And, mm-hmm. I, and then I was like, well, after a while, I was thinking, I was like, well, what if we come up with a, a sub brand, a sister brand? You know, we're probably one of the only companies who could do it where, yeah, it's in the spirit of, but it could be good, but it's not quite, you know, it's not really Buchland Associates level stuff. I mean, it's, it's in that vein. And I thought Dave did just a great job on his first batch of those 100s. And he's just one guy. And, you know, so things take a while. And I was... I, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to go down this path. Would you like to just partner up on it and just head up this side? And, um, he, yeah, we, we, we came to an agreement that, you know, that, Hey, why don't you do this? We can handle, we can take over the manufacturing. There are things I want to upgrade, like packaging, um, custom knobs. I want the experience to be a little better because I thought it could be. And Mm -hmm. we've got the resources to do it. And it just kind of made sense, I think, for both of us. Because I could have just done our own. But, you know, why? You know, like he's already done a great job. And the most important thing, sonically, they sounded good. And I was like, okay, well, I can... I can help get this over the top, you know, like let's, let's push this over the edge. And it, 
you know, it, it, it took longer than Dave and I both wanted to finally start shipping just a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> but I, I wasn't going to, I just wasn't going to put out a, a crappy product. I just didn't, you know, it was more important to me that it was right. And so red panel came about just because what if there's stuff that doesn't quite fit yet? It does, but it doesn't. And since so many people were kind of, you know, borrowing from Dawn, <laughs> to put it nicely, <laughs> um, you know, um, I was like, screw it. Why don't we just do it? And then we can, contr- you know, make sure that it's it's right when it goes out there. And yeah. um, that that's how that started. But I didn't want it to take away from Buchland Associates. So 200E was still our flagship, absolutely. Even with the the relaunch of the new stuff, the 100s and 200s coming back, like that's 200E is still the flagship, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I there are people demanding our product, and they it's with pitchforks and and torches. <laughs> so, and they're willing, I witnessed them some, in some cases, not Dave's stuff, but some cases willing to hold their nose at an inferior product. And it bugs me that someone thinks that that might be a Buchla experience. And that's, I think what, what bugs me sometimes. Um, but, but those who I thought were doing a great job, I reached out to, you know, and like Dave from Catalyst, I'm like, yeah, let's just do this. And he's continuing to work on new products for it. So he's happy. I'm happy, you know, and I, I think it's a better product and more representative closer to, you know, a decent Buchlix, closer to a Buchla experience in a different format. So you, you said the 200E is the flagship, which I'm really yeah. happy to know since to my left is a very, very large 200E system. Um, and there are so many great modules that uh, have been unav- had kind of been unavailable for a while just because BEMI couldn't meet demand. And uh, do you can, can you tell us anything about where you want to take the 200E? Um, well, I, I'd like to think that most stuff has been available now in the modules, the 200E. Um, So I wanted to take it there first and I feel I succeeded like, okay, you can get it without, you know, a ridiculous, you know, it's, it's, it's reasonable. Um, Most stuff is actually in stock on shelves here and we ship, we're shipping all over the modules. Um, Mm -hmm. Cases we had to revamp brought in that, that took longer. So there was kind of a dry spell, but we just got a pallet of, uh, boats from Oregon uh, the other day, so cases are shipping out again finally. Um, but that's fantastic. Um, really, uh, so what's new in the 200E series stuff? Uh, Joel Joel's in town for a couple days, uh, staying at my house, and we've just been out to dinners. Um, actually, we were just talking about last night. Um, there's a pretty big module. Uh, that's next now that we have, we have to get the 208 C, which is semi ES because it will have preset management compatibility. Um, so we got to finish this off, you know, you know, like there's, we just have to finish the MIDI. The module's done, but we have to do the programmer for it still. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that that's it to finish off the we have to program the some firmware on the MIDI, but um, but otherwise cool. that that modules that's the next big that is com- part of kind of E esque. It's not completely an E, but it is does work with it. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I was chatting with um, another friend who's into Buchla and I was saying, you know, if you, when, when you come out with just one new E series module, if it's a reissue of, an, of one that's discontinued or something brand okay. new, that, that'll be, you know, that would be amazing. We don't, oh, it's I think the expectation yeah. is like, oh, we need tons of new modules. Well, I'm happy oh. with just one. <laughs> right, right. I mean, for me, it was just, just tidying up the house that is Buchla. Like it's taken this long. I, you know, like I know everyone, like I would, you know, hear about like, oh, they got nothing new. They got nothing new. It's like, and again, within the last couple of weeks, all the announcements we just did, like, yeah, this is what I've been working on. Like I've been busting my (laughs) ass and I couldn't say a word, you know, to anybody. And (laughs) I'm like, now everyone can just relax. Yes, we've been busy. And, but no, absolutely. Um, you know, I want to, I was talking to uh, uh, one of the uh, old associates uh, that worked for Buchla. Uh, just just a brilliant uh, guy. Um, and he's not like, oh boy, you're going to reissue 100 and 200. And he's like, he's like, just don't stop making weird stuff. And, and I said, <laughs> I, I was like, well, yeah, this enables us to do that. We can do, you know some more e stuff and we can do you know i, I want to do some more interactive things too you know like buchla wasn't just you know a for you size module it was right. you know it was how you interacted with with instruments and that why joel and joel was part of that so joel being able to focus more on the e series and some of the esoteric stuff is what you know, he's on next at now that the 208C is 99% done. Well, the module's done. It's just the enclosure in the MIDI. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super exciting. So if we, if we recap a little bit, yep. you, you acquired Bimmy, you jumped into, um, increasing the improving the, the uh, quality control and shipping of the modules which that was a feat all on its own yeah. then you had some um some new Buchla branded merchandise like shorting bars and cables oh yeah and the partnership with Sensil for the thunder overlay oh that happened yes <laughs> yep so you, you did a bunch of stuff then you announced red panel and you know we're, we're excited about that and yeah. then you go, here's the 208C, a reissue of the 100 and a reissue of the 200 coming. Kaboom. Like all, like the, uh-huh. the biggest news in the world all at the same time. <laughs> so we're just like, kind of taking what, what is all that? You know, the 100 series at KnobCon, we watched Todd play with that. And yeah. I can't wait to, to experience it myself. Yeah. And then in hints at the reissue of the 200 series, which is the... Yep. That's the greatest thing in the world to me. I just, I want to know everything there is to know about, but that those individual items are so huge. And don't forget, the, don't forget the, um, the soft tube 296 E. Yeah. That That's right. Yeah. Out. Uh, that just came yeah. out a few months ago. Um, you know, really I've embraced, you know, unfortunately Dawn's gone and that, and that sucks. Um, but, 
being surrounded by people uh, and talking with people and working with people who were either there, uh, like Joel, because um, he, he he worked for Don's. He's worked for Buchla since, what, 92, 93? It's mm-hmm. give or take a wow. year. So, you know, he was Don's uh, hardware designer for, you know, 25 years. Um, oh. And um, so just having him around, you know, I, I don't do hardly anything just on my own and, and then working with third party people who are passionate. So the catalyst thing came about because, um, Dave, Dave small is so passionate about it. Um, the 100 is, um, it's kind of happening because of you Nensen, um, AKA the, the human comparator. Um, right. This is his system that's in my possession. And we started talking about a year ago and, um, and, uh, I, I just, just because it was just for him and, you know, he just did it for himself. And when I talked to him, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about going down this path, you know, like, I know you did an amazing job and we've got some mutual friends. Uh, do you want to talk? And he's like, yeah, wow. if it's, he's like the only reason, the only way I would ever do it if it was, you know, on the up and up, you know, like it's, we're going to do this right. And mm-hmm. I approached, uh, Morton Spotnik about it and, and, uh, and Ramon Sender and from, you know, San Francisco Tate Music Center. And they, they were, they're just really excited that, that people were interested in it and that, you know, I, I just cared. I really want to do it right. And that's, you know, things take time, but I want to be pretty far along. 200, 200 is probably the only thing where it's like, I don't have a prototype to show or anything. But <laughs> the 100, I've had this in my possession for almost a year, this yeah. <laughs> system. Um, wow. And we've flown to mills with Mort, you know, Mort, we flew him out from New York, um, to mills college in Oakland. And we, and Todd came down and we just, we were just a being the systems and does this sound right. Um, you know, it is just very important to me that, you know, it got, you know, uh, Mort, Mort and Ramon's stamp of approval. And yeah, that's amazing. Cause you know, they, it wouldn't exist if it weren't for them either. You know, they, they, they're a very important part of it. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it feels good that, that they, you know, that, that they, that, that just to see, I don't know, they, they didn't think they, Mort told me that it, he thought it would take longer. He's surprised that people care so much this quickly he thought it would be wow. like 100 150 years till someone would start appreciating what he did um wow you know, with music concrete and everything and he's like it's amazing that he, you know i was just uh, joel and i were just in new york a week and a half ago right before, <laughs> wednesday before knobcon before the announcement i was in new york we filmed the 208C and the interview with Mort two days before I, before Knobcon. <laughs> My God, that was, that was a crazy week. Yeah, um, been a whirlwind for you. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and and we, I appreciate how we got here, where 
you know, other units have existed, um, people doing, you know, really wanting the 200 and 100 stuff. And, but I just wish attention to detail, something clearly I obsess over, you know, was, you know, I just wish there was a more consistent positive experience with it. And yeah, um, that, that's my biggest thing, you know? Um, totally. Uh, I mean, yeah, being a, you know, 200 clone user, um, uh-huh. like, you know, we're <laughs> going for that experience and, and sound, but it's, but there's always been like, well, there's always some big grain of salt oh, yeah. of every module that you have to take. Um, yeah. And just kind of know that it's, you know, I'm probably getting, you know, 70% of like what the actual yeah. original thing is doing. Yeah. yeah. We, we covered that in the Marf episode, the, uh, 248. Just going to respectfully interrupt and say that <laughs> I kind of listened to your Marf thing and I was like, mm, you know, like the praise for it, I think is a little, a little more complimentary than it should be. Um, but but then but then but but well that was at first just when the interview started and then a couple of minutes later you actually said you start talking about its quirks and then I was like oh, okay at least they you know I'm like all right like they, they brought it down to reality a little bit and oh uh, like yeah that's what I always say it's like this thing is probably working at maybe sixty percent of its potential yes. like I still yeah. love it because it's so crazy ahead of its time and so, just um, the. <laughs> The layout and everything. So imagine um, if Bukla could get it to you at sixty five percent working. How great would that be? It, I, I exactly, would exactly. So, so you know, hearing the idea, it's like, wow, this could be a you know, a reality is is pretty. pretty yeah, exciting. yeah. I think one hundred is so far along um, that we're just kind of deciding right now. Like, okay, when do we start? taking orders like we're pretty far along with that just because of again the human comparators uh you know intent couple gear project and research to make it happen um but the 200s probably i don't know if it's like maybe batches at a time like we do four to six modules at a time every few months Mm -hmm. or something because that's a lot more complex to get right and um, to do it right, I'm, I'm not gonna, just not gonna go down that path of cutting those corners. Um, you know, yeah, because it's already kind of been, or that's already they're already cut know, corners. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like We're people already have cut right cornered now, so. versions. You know, I'm like, eh, let's let's do this right. But you know, I think it's what the 50th anniversary in 2020, so it's pretty appropriate, I think, for the 200 to um, come out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do are you? Um, I mean, how? Yeah, I guess. How deep do you think you're gonna go on? Like, will we see things like, um, you know, like the two nineteen controller, like the big six panel uh, polyphonic thing, or the, or some of the prototypes, like the two eighty eight um, uh, delay that you know. I think we're only two were made. Um, <laughs> is it? Um, are you? <laughs> like really going to mine the depths of it or i mean we definitely are in the 100 um there's some really unique ones um that are that uh we're we're f- working on now finishing up um and then the 200 like i said i think they're going to come out 
That'll probably be in batches. Um, mm. And it'll start with, you know, the go-to, the obvious ones first, um, just, yeah. you know, for obvious reasons. Um, those more esoteric ones, I would hate to take away, you know, from a 258 or something like that over something that's insanely esoteric and probably going to be, you know, pretty expensive just because of the parts. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. I, 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 I think I'm going to play the numbers here and, uh, I know it's a very corporate businessy decision to make, but I'm going to, well, I mean, to be fair, Staple. two guys who run a, two guys who run a Buchla podcast are going to want the 288s and the 277s. Yeah. So, okay. I'll put you down for one each. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I think if you had, you know, just kind of thinking about it, if you had a 258 um, uh-huh. oscillator, the 266 source of uncertainty, yes. 292, the 281, yeah. and the 207. Yeah. You know. I think you kind of rounded out the five or six. Yeah, yeah. I mean... If you could yeah. get a 259 in there, oh my gosh, that would yeah, just... You'll, yeah, yeah, of course. Amazing. That one too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's... Um, I think the MARF um, is going to be a little more... It's it's complex. I mean, that's... It's... Dude, <laughs> that's such a difficult module. And... yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm telling a secret here, but you know the 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 version that you guys uh, are talking about, like you know, it's it's not the original <laughs> structure. It's, oh no, it's, yeah. a, it's a recreation. Like, well, yeah, geez, you know, like so. I I don't. I was talking to Joel about this. I think yesterday about the 248, and um, I, I I don't know why anyone or how anyone could try and recreate the original. It's just, it's, it's impossible, but we sure as hell can make a, a current version work <laughs> that, that we have confidence in. Um, so I think that one's actually kind of higher on the list as far as, um, you know, the out there, but it's not, you know, ones, but the, then the other ones you talked about, you know, the 292 yeah. and yeah, 266, yeah. of course. The classics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can count Suzanne Chiani and I very excited. For, for the <laughs> well, I mean, that. yeah, I mean, Suzanne, I mean, we work with her quite a bit and, um, you know, she's, she's, we're, we're always working on, um, problem solving with her and, um, no, she, she's great. And absolutely, you know, she'll have her input on the 200 stuff. Um, so, you know, having Todd and Mort for the 100 and people like Suzanne, um, and Todd, I guess too, for the 200 and Mort too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 200 came about because of all the changes Mort kept requesting. Um, that was a big part of the transition was like, Oh, we forgot to do this. It doesn't do this. Well, can this do this? And then it, then it just came down to, well, why don't we just make a new damn module, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, with the two, the 208 C your new, um, I well yes. first I, I want to apologize to everybody on the announcement for saying that this was for me saying that this was the new 208 because it's not it's something different it's the 208C so the 208 is in the Bukla Music Easel and you also have the 208C which is a new thing um, that may or may not be in the easel enclosure I don't know right you, you would know but when you were th- developing that and I know Joel uh, did the video for it and it was really awesome. Um, were you trying to 
solve or trying to address some of the easels, what you thought might be missing from the easel or were you thinking, or the 208, or were you thinking about something entirely new that was inspired by the 208? I mean, you know, or somewhere in between. It is a new version of the 208. I mean, so Don would use letters, not MK2, you know, Mark II, Mark III. He would use letters, right. revisions. So um, it is, it is, it's okay to say it's, I mean, it's the new 208, just to specify it's the 208C. Um, and um, Joel designed it. Uh, I I didn't have a lot to do with it myself. Um I mean, I'm, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a designer. Uh, uh, I, I talk to people. <laughs> That's what I do. That's why I'm on the podcast. Like, like, so people kind of talk to me about things, but Joel, Joel knows certain things that could be better. Like just ways of interfacing, making the 208 a little more modular, uh, within yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was, there was a lot of demand for that. Um, now the easel, so it's coming. So I'm taking a hiatus from the full size suitcase at the moment and the 218 touch controller. So the problem with the easel, uh, from a production standpoint, is that it's it's super difficult to make the case that suitcase because that's all hand stuffed mm-hmm. and. The 218 is very inconsistent, the, the way that's manufactured. It goes to like three different places to be made. Wow. It's, 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 there's a lot going into that. I mean, it's an amazing piece, but it's got its quirks. And um, I, I wanted to, um, I, I just need to take a break from that and, you know, redesign <laughs> the reverb, uh, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> so that mechanically it always worked. Um, yeah. Um, I just, I, I guess like, I should mention that mine's not working right now. Oh, son of a <laughs> so this, this whole call was a setup to get a free reverb tank replacement. <laughs> Got it. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yet Todd has like an original prototype and his, his is never broken and he takes it all yeah. over. Go figure. I yeah. will take care of you. Anyway, no. um, but I, you know, I, I just keep on, you know, throwing the thing up in the air and really hearing this, you know, springs slap against each other. So <laughs> it's probably on me. Don't worry. So, so we've got, so the, the, now, now we've got the easel command, which is the desktop version, I guess, of, you know, the 208C. You know, it's, 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 it's an easel without the, 218 or 223 connected to it but we add all the midi connections so you can interact with it however now that's included on the desktop because we did want to meet uh reach more people that just weren't used to bukla we we kept every single thing that was part of the original easel and just added a ton of shit to it and yeah i mean you brought a, a lot of stuff that was all under the hood already kind of to the forefront yes uh, so you don't have really to worry exciting. yeah so you don't have to worry about you know the breaking in and out through the card slot and everything and hey mm-hmm. if you want to interact with it via midi go for it there it is for you if you and i think we just decided today or yesterday <coughs> we were going to do usb host as well um because of the sensor morph 
we want yeah. someone to be able to just plug right in and use, you could use the piano overlay from Sensel and it acts mm-hmm. like a 218. You get all your pressure sensitive stuff. Um, you could, of course, we've got the Thunder, so you can get that experience um, or some Akai pieces, whatever. Um, so we really want to open up a new audience and eliminate those, those, yeah, I think some of those walls that were put up because not everyone gets a 218 like they just you know so if you want to use a key step with it be my guest you know and Mm -hmm. i you know i don't know if that's sacrilegious or not but that's why we were like no let's encourage you to do more finesse you know interactions with it by allowing host-based stuff um that's that's why we really decided that made sense um, yeah, it does every single thing the 208 did, but, oh, and then we added what stereo out, uh, stereo effects as an, uh, that that's going to be optional. So you can have ping pong delays, whatever, and your reverb. So you can use the spring reverb, um, which I swear to God is going to work 99 percent <laughs> of the time. Um, 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 I promise everyone can, I'll give out my cell phone to anyone who gets a broken one. <laughs> um, and, but, but we decided that like, okay, let's send it with the mono spring reverb. Uh, but you know, like let's, let's put a, some fun digital effects if you want in there. Cause it, it did sound pretty, pretty nice with the stereo, um, effects on it that we showed it we we showed it with the stereo one i think joel might be using the spring reverb in his video and the knobcon Mm -hmm. videos are the digital i believe Um, okay cool on that that's exciting we've um we've featured artists on the i mean the music spotlight in previous episodes and one of them was jamie drew and and he has like a 208 and then and modules beneath it and um, after the, you announced the 208C, I was looking in the various places, Reddit and stuff. And I thought that, you know, being being very much a Buchla person, a uh, fan of the form of the um, the modules and everything, I thought that people would find the in ESOL without the 218 to be kind of sacrilegious. Of course, I was wrong because what people really liked was taking the 208, or in this case, the 208C, and then adding things like the 266E source of uncertainty, you know, yeah. maybe another oscillator and and stuff like what Jamie did, and then putting them into their own enclosures or into maybe an enclosure that you come up with later. And I thought, you know, the Dodeca module, the 212 yeah. from a long time ago, yeah. that was kind of what that that was sort of like what that was. Oh yeah, and yeah. So maybe then with E series or with some kind of preset management built in and not having to use cards, like this yeah. is kind of a a big change for people who are a new opportunity for people that are coming to the, um, to the, I don't want to call it the Bukla format to the Bukla yeah. ecosystem. Yes. The ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so the kind of like it challenged me in terms of my impressions of what should be Bukla and thinking, well, now there, there's all the, I love all the reissue stuff. That's what I want. But there are also these new things too, that could open up the, um, the ecosystem to lots of other folks. I think with the 208C and the, I've, and, yeah, I think with the 208C, uh, one of the discussions around here was, 
you know, the 208, if, if you could fit it in a, in a case, you know, you could bend the cards like at a 45 degree angle and cram them in there. Um, voids your warranties, uh, boys and girls. So, uh, I won't fix that for free. Um, anyway, um, but the, this, you know, it just kind of played nice with other stuff. The 208C, so say you bought the Easel Command, uh, Easel Command module is the name of the desktop version, which is kind of like a Moog Mother 32, I guess, if I want to oversimplify it. You know, if you just want to think about sure. it, you can just pull it out and stick it in your rig. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> that That could actually start your system and it will actually talk to other stuff. And you could start a system like the Dodeca back in the day, but this one, I think, um, really could be the heart of system or, uh, you know, a 248. Um, but now in your E system, this is much closer to an E, um, although it's all 100% analog um, on this. Um, it will, it will play, it, it will I think it's just going to work a lot better with our flagship stuff if you wanted to, but you know, you, you could do some amazing things just with it and nothing else for sure. And also, I guess to jump back really quick too, I thought it was also interesting that there's going to be also uh, uh, DIY versions of the 100 series modules that you can be putting out. So on the record, <laughs> it's dangerous <laughs> on the record. <laughs> I, I am, you know, I, I grew up playing in punk and hardcore bands and stuff. So I've always been a fan of DIY. I'm going to emphasize <laughs> the Y letter there. Um, you know, or DIY plus one guest. Okay, you and a friend, sure. <laughs> but so I, I've always been a fan of that. And, um, you know, some people just love dissecting the stuff or building it up just as they learn, you know, they, they just get something more out of it. Um, yeah. and it's not just motivated by like, oh, I'm going to save a few bucks, you know? Um, so I thought, you know, let's, let's give people a great experience and human comparative course has done amazing kits. And so it just made sense to partner with him on that. And yeah, let's do this as a kit. And when I was, so before I made the decision for sure that we were going to do kits, um, I, I I was kind of afraid to ask Martin Sabotnik what he thought about that because I was like, hey, I, you know, I, I was like, hey, what do you think if we did kits? And then he proceeded. He's the master of stories, by the way. If you get him on your podcast, <laughs> he'll tell a thirty-minute story about running out of gas, and you'll be entranced. <laughs> um, and he's. He's telling me about when he started Cal Arts that he brought in, he hired Serge to mm -hmm. design a kit so that when the kids finished the class, they would have something. Hmm. That's how yeah. Serge kind of started. He was hired by Mort. And I don't know if exactly if that's how he started, but definitely, I mean, that was, Mort was like, I think it's a great idea. And I was like, oh, good. Because, you know, I don't think, my understanding, Don wasn't, you know, big into kits or whatever, but, um, but you know, Mort, Mort was all about it because he wanted students to have stuff. And, um, you know, I, I, I was really happy to hear that. So, you know, I think we're going to, we're going to limit kits as in, 
you can't just go and buy 20 kits from us, you know, build them up and sell them off as a business, you know, but you mm-hmm. can get kits for yourself, you know, like a couple, couple of each thing, you know, per year or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you're just doing it for yourself and a friend, no, you know, there's no problem anyway, because we'll have the built versions with full warranty and support and yada, yada, yeah. yada, all that fun stuff. Um, but I want to do that on the two. That'll be the 100 and 200. Of course, we can't do kits on 200E. That's just, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> so. Trying, trying to imagine what that would even be. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, a nightmare. Yeah, it comes with a uh, SMT surface mount machine. And like, yeah, you know, like, yeah Jesus. Oh my God. A programmer and yeah. code loader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Good luck. That's... So how many, um, how many employees do you have now working over there? Well, at, in Minneapolis day to day, there's one, two, three, there's four or five of us day to day in the office in Minneapolis. And then you've got Joel Amina in Oakland Joel's in Oakland, uh, still, still lead design, lead, um, engineering. Um, we've got, but that doesn't count production. So Monterey, I don't know how many people you count for that. Um, mm-hmm. um, do you count Dave Small of Catalyst? Do you count you Nensen for the 100? I mean, so like we just partner up with a lot of people, but day to day, it's probably about six of us, um, gotcha. that, yeah. that that are just live and breathe this every day doing something for it. And then lots of support here and there, you know, a programmer, we don't need every single day. Um, so they come in to mm-hmm. fix bugs, but you know, they're not day to day. Well, I guess to wrap up, um, is there, so red panels out now, which you, you sent us some modules to check out, which you'll they're here. Uh, right before yeah. this, and that was really fun. By yeah, the way, thank, thank you for that. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you like. Sound amazing. Oh yeah, and so just wondering. Um, so it sounds like the 208C um, might be out before the end of the year. Is that what you're shooting? Yeah, for? Yeah, I mean, what what everyone saw. We already have 25 built up. Oh wow. Uh, oh, wow! We 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 did a production run, a very small production run, and then just to prove, like, yeah, okay, everything's good. Um, worst case scenario, we would have had to scrap you know, 25 units, but no, the, what you see in the videos, what, um, what you saw, you know, what you'll see in future videos, this is, you'll never see a prototype. You've only seen a production unit. So, um, I mean, that was huge for us. So it wasn't vaporware. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's real. Mm -hmm. And, um, what you heard was, uh, yeah, production. And so that's going to start selling, probably in the next couple of weeks here. Um, oh, great. And then, uh, it'll it, yeah, it starts to ship this, this, um, year, you know, we'll start great. being able to ship maybe some units in November, December. And then I think the only stuff we need to finalize is code for the MIDI. Um, and the, actual desktop case enclosure we need to finalize but the 208c is done the the 208c module on its own will ship uh start shipping this year and then um 
And we aren't going to open up more dealers for it because there's just, just for the desktop version, I should, let me clarify. So 200 mm-hmm. users, existing people, it's going to be the 12 dealers around the world, you know, that you can get them from. Um, and then the uh, desktop units, uh, we'll, we'll start opening up a few more dealers just because we are really trying to reach people who just aren't used to the Buchla, um, you know, ecosystem. And, you know, we, 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 I, I, I have to turn down dealers left and right who just want to sell an easel. And I'm like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I just mm-hmm. can't, you know, and, and to date yeah. they've been, you know, kind of homebrew. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so I'm trying to eliminate the variables like the 218 and the molded case so that, okay, it's just super insanely reliable as is. And, um, but yeah, we, we, we really, we're going to add, there's more stuff in the future for it to, to be able to pair with, you know, 218, of course, is coming back. We just, we just took a break for a couple months, um, from mm-hmm. it. And, um, yeah. I mean, so when do you, do you have any plans for, um, dates for the 100 series reissues? Um, I would like to be able to start taking orders, uh, hopefully fourth quarter. Um, I mean, it's close, but, um, yeah. and then for delivery, start gathering orders and stuff. We're not that far off. So I think that's probably a first quarter, uh, delivery. Um, but, official stuff in a couple months this the whole last couple weeks besides showing a working 100 system what is has been the easel command and the 208 slash 208 that has been and that's all that's going to happen the next two weeks around here is just get 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 this ready so that we've got all the official stuff um so we can be really confident on what we tell people, but we know the pricing. Uh, we already know the pricing on the 208 and C and the easel command 29.99 for the desktop version that includes MIDI and then 25.99 for the, uh, for just the a la carte 208 C module. The MIDI gotcha. will be optional on that because a lot of people won't need MIDI on it mm-hmm. in the 200. Right. And the 200 in their 200 cases. So, you know, why, why force yeah. them to, to pay for it? Um, you know, yeah. I, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty MIDI agnostic. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but, but hey, if you want it, we, you know, hey, it's, it's there for you. really, really trying to make it future proof. That's where a lot of effort went in from Joel, like to just, think about like, well, if we want to add this in the future, this, you know, we will be happy, you know, the people will be happy and we can offer things. So, so if you're planning to possibly ship the 100 series in early 2020, then sometime soon you'll announce pricing for that. And can I go ahead and give you my credit card number after we hit (laughs) stop on the recording? (laughs) Um, I do want to clarify in case anyone, in case there's any confusion, um, the 100 series, uh, I've heard a couple people say one for one, and I just want to clarify that that's almost impossible. 
Um, <laughs> it just is. Um, if we want to make more than say five, <laughs> um, so I mean, it'll be you have to walk that fine line of you know we have to be able to make them and they have to be mm-hmm. buildable. So of course it's going to have a lot of through hole components, but there are certain parts that just don't exist. Um, yeah. so it's dangerous yeah. to officially say, you know, this is component for component there. And, and also when you do that, um, when someone says like, Oh, is this based on an original one? You know, uh, you know, 158, which one? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and even if when we're talking, you know, 158A or whatever, like, are, you know, are you talking, when you're talking these modules, are you talking about the Mills College one? Are you talking about <laughs> Columbia? Are you talking about Silver Apples? Like, well, which 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 100? Which one of the exact same model are you talking about? Because they would, could be different. Um, so we, um, Yoon kind of cherry picked, and then we, you know, brought the systems to mills and everything. Most of the stuff is kind of focused on mills, I would say, just because Joel, Joel went there and lives two miles from mills college. Uh, Ashley Puente, one of our techs, um, she, she graduated from mills and learned on that system. Um, so really that's the one, and that's the original, um, San Francisco tape music center system. So that's why we're really focusing on that one more than anything. But, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't, you know, didn't say that, you know, uh, we have to make some exceptions and compromises, not sonically, but, you know, it's, it, I, I, I can't in good faith, in good conscience say that everything's one for one, part for part. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. yeah and like, you know, going back to the Marf, I don't, um, I mean, I think I think Don's failed on him in the middle of performance, and that's why he stopped making them. So, um, yeah, updated parts to make the thing actually work properly. Uh, well, let me ask sense. this: um, How long do you want your oscillators to stay in tune? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just till the end of the song. Well, if it's a ten-second song, okay, let's go with the original. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a two-minute song. All right. Well, we might need to, you know, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so well, great well thanks so much for coming on the show we're super excited that you came on and um yeah really excited yeah. for the future yeah it was yeah. a lot of fun thanks a lot eric yeah yeah sorry for the rambling whatever but um i haven't talked to anybody officially about anything for a long time so I'm well t- hey we're always here for you yeah i'll give you my number you can call me and talk about Bukla all day long. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, I, I'm happy to, you know, people to hit me up, any questions, you know, like, let, let me know. Um, you know, no one will ever agree on everything, you know, like some people like, Oh, you should do this. And other people like you shouldn't. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, just, yeah. uh, I just try and do my best, to, you know, maintain some sense of integrity and, and, be in, in this, in the spirit of what, you know, just, you know, how do we move forward yet, you know, respect the past. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be surrounded by people and, and people like yourselves who are just passionate about it. And, and that's why I love talking to, to you guys about this kind of stuff. 
So it's, you know. Yeah, well, passionate's an understatement for me, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Any, any, anytime, I'm happy to, to clarify anything. Great. Great. Thanks very much. We'd like to thank Eric Fox again for joining us on the podcast. You can check out all the current and upcoming modules from Bukla USA at Bukla.com. And another huge thanks to Tim Held for hanging out and exploring the red panel system with us and hooking it up to his really nice Eurorack system. Please check out his show, Podular Modcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your last chance to get tickets for Velocity. It takes place on October 5th here in Seattle. You can get those tickets at VelocitySeattle.com. As always, uh, check out our podcasting friends, Ed Ball and Ben Divkid-Wilson, and their show, Esoteric Modulation. Don't forget to visit waveformmagazine.com to get a free print magazine delivered in the mail. Issue 2 has been sent to the printers and will be out soon. If you want to help support the show, you can do so through Patreon at patreon.com slash sourceofuncertainty. Find us on Instagram at sourceofuncertainty. Thanks for joining us, and until next time. Can't wait.